With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is London calling. Here is the last news bulletin for today. The time through which we are now passing is of exceptional character. Hey everybody, welcome to the Full Reptile Radio. Uh, Post-UFC London episode. Post-UFC London, post-UFC open map, post-UFC everything. You've <laughs> had a camera, you've been followed oh, for the last week. Yeah, I have. It's been, it's been a mad week. This is it, man. I had about 14 hours of sleep last night. I feel pretty good. Yeah. Was, a, bit, a bit spaced out. Yeah, well, when you said, don't come around till later... I definitely need to sleep. Can you sit like, right next to him, cross-legged, looking really sad? <laughs> <laughs> and, like bigger boys came. <laughs> bigger boys came. It's like, yo, don't kiddie cry. Right. Where do you want to start? Just, mate, I've been buzzing because obviously I've been living vicariously through all of you guys last yeah. week. And uh, just looking forward to catch up on everything. <laughs> Been watching the adventures, the Raptors' adventures around London. Mate, there's been so much cool stuff. <laughs> I've been I've been propped up for media for hours. So yeah, it's good, man. And what an event! Like, yo, the whole thing, just start the to whole finish, thing. was at like. Well, let's start at the start. What about Grundy Naramani? I wow. mean, what a back and forth. Man. Poor old Mike. He, I just I sorry to put a tweet out earlier today about the um about the, the punches he took. Because in, in the post-fight interview, I asked him if he was hurt. And he was like, oh, no, 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 I just slipped. I did see you hesitate a bit because it was almost that, you know, when Joe Rogan was interviewing Overeem? Yeah. And Overeem was like, he tapped. Yeah. Joe was like, let's check the big screen. It was a guillotine, screen. right? It was a guillotine. Looked up and there was like... No, you dreamt that last week. Remember that time nothing happened? <laughs> so I know you couldn't do that to him, which was good. Well, but- I just, I realised that he probably didn't remember exactly what had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing a little dance for a minute. But I mean, he's, you know, his instincts kicked in. His recovery was good. What what and impressed me more than anything was the fact that he's got so many wins via decision or sub, and he was making a point of saying, "I want a KO or a TKO." Yeah, and then this is your debut, man. So you're going on a debut against a guy who's had a couple of fights in the UFC, looked good doing it, and then he's come out and actually got what he wanted after getting rocked. Because mm-hmm. at one point he got obviously I know he's texted you since and said he did get clipped, but that was not far off being a yeah. couple more follow-ups. But, but you just, uh, you know, the thing is, you just sometimes you don't remember. Like I remember getting out of a fight where I, like, I won by decision and didn't really take many shots, and I still can't remember it very clearly. Oh shit! Yeah, you because I mean, it's just so fragmented because it's so chaotic. There are so many things happening at the same time. Y- your brain struggles to store it in a chronological yeah. order. I think. I, I, I think for me, I mean, I've, I've knocked myself out a couple of times. <laughs> one time, doing what? One time, I was at school. You remember the little benches you used to get when you were top class juniors? You got to sit on the bench. They look like the apparatus. They look yeah, a bit like yeah, a church yeah, yeah. pew, but uh-huh. they're, they're not. Well, we had a trampoline at my dad's house. And so I was all about gymnastics, somersaults and stuff like that. And all I remember is that I could remember, I knew that I can do a somersault and land on my feet. So the rest of my class were doing whatever they were doing on these benches and stuff. And I was like, watch this, motherfuckers. And I just did a front flip, I think, 
All I remember being dragged from the school gym. This I was only about 11, but dragged by two older kids just by the hands into the like staff room. Not even to see anyone, just to be like, get him out of here. And I just woke up as they were as they were like dragging me into this thing. I was thinking, yo, you know if I walked in and saw a kid being dragged across the floor? Dragged. Yeah. <laughs> shit. I, I'd at least expect the gym teacher. Yeah. Mind I knocked you. myself out with a with a, a, a three-sectional staff once. I can imagine. It was after, so I'd been watching the, um, you know, the Shaolin Wheel of Life DVD video okay. that like everybody had two copies of. I, I've got three copies. Of course you have. Because uh, it's the kind of thing that people would buy me as a gift. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's an obvious oh, he gift. he likes this. He likes Kung Fu. Um, and they've got a particular weapon that is called a three-sectional staff. You've probably seen it in old Kung Fu yeah. movies. It's like a massive set of nunchaker, but with like two an chains. Yeah. And then like, you know, I don't know what, two, two and a half, three foot of, of wood, like three pieces Middle of post. it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous weapon of all time because it's like the coordination that you have to have at the same time as using it is I mean, I I just I couldn't get my head around it because you're moving both bits in different directions at the same time. The other problem... So you thought, I'll make one. <laughs> well, no, I bought one and that was part of the problem because what I really needed was like the foam version. Like the nunchucks. Like the nunchucks, yeah. 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 I needed the foam version, but there were, nobody was making it. Because, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Sell three of them? Yeah. Nobody wants a, a foam three-sectional staff well, apart from me. Whistle and, tubes going around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were, quite, they were good. You'd yeah. have sold more of them they than three-sectional staffs. They come when your sister whipped with them. Though. Well, this was the problem. So I thought, well, I'll just have to buy a wooden one. But practicing with a wooden one's not good. I hit myself across the back of the head oh, and woke man. up on the field across the road from my head. I mean, I... I didn't wake up there. Yeah. I started I did it there. in my garden. I woke up in the field and like, <laughs> yeah. well, your pants on. No, I did yes, start there. <laughs> yeah, I took it out into the field across the road from my house and swing it around and bosh, shit. knock myself out. <laughs> shit you do. I, well, because I've got kids, it's terrifying to think, I hope they don't do a third of what I did. I mean, my sister threw a brick at me and it hit me here in the corner of my eye. Like she was... We were playing my mum's house. Threw a brick at you. Yeah, she threw, it hit me as well. And and basically, the gardens at my mum's house were so long and they go into these fields. And where my neighbour had a brick, like a stone wall. And I had all my mates in the field where we hollowed out a hedgerow that was our den. Of course. And she was older than me and she like befriended these other two guys down the street. And like we were giving each other a bit of mouth and she was still on this, on the uh, back garden, which was like, say, 10 foot higher than where we were in the field. And just started throwing stuff. So we were like, oh, you want to throw stuff, dear? Watch this. So these were just throwing stones at each other. And then literally I went over to go and grab a load more stones to be able to throw back. And I looked up and she shouted me and just the brick hit me right here. <laughs> and like, I was just like, what the fuck, bro? I'm telling mom. Now bear in mind, my face was pissing with blood and I was more determined to actually keep it bleeding long enough. I could have lost my sight. I wanted to keep it bleeding long enough so I could get her in trouble. So... Yeah, I got taken to the hospital and I actually woke up because they, they knocked me out. But I woke up as the surgeon was coming down towards me with a needle. Now, bear in mind, I was what, like 12. And he just, this guy's lying there. And he's but it was like an alien abduction. Yeah, he just came came towards me with a needle. He's like, you'll be all right in a minute. I was like, yo. <laughs> he's just pulling him. I could just feel my skin. For, yeah, yeah, it's awful. weird, isn't it? You know yeah. what? Of all the fights I've had, I've only ever had, I've only ever, I've been stitched twice. And that was for the same cut. I'm not even sure. Yeah, it was that side. And it was, I was fighting Gono, my UFC debut, yeah. and he hit me with an open palm. And it was the seam on the inside oh. of the old gloves. Yeah. It had quite a sharp seam. And he caught me with it right across the eye there and just cut it open. 
And right after the event, I went into the back and I had three stitches put in it. And I don't know whether it was slightly swollen as well. Okay. But within sort of 48 hours, the stitches were loose. Like I could have slid a, a okay. toothpick down the back of them. They were so Like loose. a bad so, C-section. Yeah. So I thought to myself, I'm just going to just take them out. Of course. So I clipped it and pulled them, pulled it out. And I, like two weeks later, I was at uh, 10th Planet in Hollywood training with Eddie Bravo. And I was rolling with him. My first grappling session back, first contact session back after getting stitched. Boy. And for a no-gi jiu-jitsu guy, he was wearing gi bottoms because he grips you better with them. Of course he does. And I'm, so Especially I'm, your eye. <laughs> exactly. So I'm stuck in a triangle and I'm tr- trying to squeeze my way out and I just felt me felt myself just kind of brush past the seam oh. of his gi bottoms and it just opened up again. It's a good defense though. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. attack you with my blood. <laughs> right. So I had to, yeah, I had to go and get it stitched again, but then it was just another five stitches. Wow. So eight stitches total. It's not bad, really. No, I no. mean, I, I, I look invested... At, look at your mate, Stefan Struve. By the time he was like 17, he'd needed yeah. another he, new, new jawbone. He's and made kind of stitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I actually, ever since I watched, um, what's the werewolf film that was filmed in the Derbyshire Dales? Proper budget, old school werewolf film. I'll find out. But We're going to sit here until you remember. Yeah. So basically... Make this it, uncomfortable. In that, it's a load of Marines that go into the countryside and then they end up finding out there's a load of werewolves and they fuck them up. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, dog. yeah, dog soldiers. Dog soldiers. Dog Thank soldiers. You. There you go. You all know. One point to the like Raptors. Fucking sausage. One point Thank to the you, Raptors. Dude. So in dog soldiers, there's a point where he gets out a load of super glue and he's fixing him. And that's what super glue was <laughs> designed for. Yeah. It was designed for like Vietnam or it was designed to, to fix people. So since then, I've got super glue everywhere. Because I'm not saying I'm clumsy, but I've just not got the time to go to the hospital. So it's like we were on holiday in Mallorca and basically the kids had bought a fishing net, wanted to take it home because it had obviously cost about two euros. So we're not leaving that behind. So they kicked off and it was on a piece of bamboo. And I was like, I'll just chop a bit off, put it in the case. I've just got to keep these happy because we're going home tomorrow. So literally I pulled out a knife out of the drawer, went to cut the fucking bamboo and sliced my thumb so bad. Oh. I was like, oh, fuck. Shoved it in my mouth. And I was like, I'll just go to the reception, see if they've got any super glue. And obviously I walked in there, it was about 10 o'clock at night. My mouth is full of my blood. And and then now I'm just like, got a load of blood coming out of my mouth with my thumb. And I'm trying to say to this woman, this receptionist, have you got any super glue, please? Which she did have. And I just sat there then, <laughs> swallowed all this blood, wiped it all off. My t-shirt's covered. And I'm just like squeezing it into my thumb. <laughs> because, I just, you know, on the last day, I don't want to have to go to hospital. Just imagine this receptionist's face just... She was terrified, dude. She was terrified. I was like, are you even staying here, bro? I was like, yeah, I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely staying here. And so now I've got super glue everywhere. I just have to, I've fixed myself with glue. It's kind of weird, but it's better than stitches. <laughs> like, well, you, you and Stefan Struve go together. He's all stitched up and you're, you're just super glued together. I'm just glued, yeah. There we go. That's it. Um, Molly McCann talking, talking to someone that needed super glue. Why? I saw her in the, in the hotel afterwards. She came over, dude. She she's rat, she kind of ratted me out at the hotel, didn't she? I, I was totally getting away with sneaking in. Because you can imagine, UFC London Hotel, by this point, everyone knows where the fighters are staying. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants a photo with uh, with Masvidal and Michael Bisping and hopefully at the same time to kind of cause some trouble. That'd be nice. So we got back to the hotel and we got caught up a bit late because of the chaos backstage, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, so we got back to the hotel at like, what, one o'clock? It was like 1 a.m. we got back. Okay. And I'm just like, I just thought I would just sneak in and get straight into the lifts. Like, so like the elevator doors always I've seen always you do open. that as well before. It's ninja. Do you? I'm pretty quick, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not bad. You know, oh, easy. 
You know, when I put a hat on, it's amazing how few people yeah. recognise me with a hat on. Oh, I've given my, given my disguise away. Okay. Now. It's edit, a black beanie. We'll, we'll I mean, it's not out. a black beanie. We'll just bleep out the, the beanie, the hat. Yeah, black, black, black beanie. No. We've said beanie too many times. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Morse code. We've started a Chinese fucking egg for young. That's Morse code for beanie. <laughs> yeah, probably is. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm, I'm sneaking in and there are three elevated elevators in the, in the Hilton. Lift. Lifts. I'm speaking to the American audience okay. as well, though. You know, we're an international yeah. show. We could do that. Um, are we? Well, let maybe us know not if with we are. you. Let us, let us no, know if we no are. No one outside of Derbyshire can <laughs> no. understand what you're fucking saying. No, um, <laughs> um, What was I saying? Stealth. Three. There are three lifts, elevators, right? And it's normally the one right nearest the door that's open all the time consistently. So you can just dart straight into that one. For some reason, it wasn't. It, it was the furthest one away. So I'm like creeping along and I managed to just slide along and I was just about to walk in. Molly McCann comes over with like one eye looking like a like a bowling ball. She was like, Dan Hardy! And like at that point, it was like, you know, you know when you become aware of somebody watching you? I was all of a sudden aware of like 150 people all turned around the hotel at the same time. Oh man. And like as she's coming over, there's like other people making their way over, like getting camera phones out and stuff. And I love those people. I absolutely do. But by that point, I'd been broadcasting for like eight hours. Man, this is it. And I was just, I had no energy left. It's time to know when to chill. Next time, if we can get to shout, use voucher code OUTLAW10 <laughs> when she shouts you. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Monetize that yeah. shit. If you're going to shout me, at least advertise for us. Do we look like a pair of shit villains? Shit. <laughs> we like green, was it Greenback? Off you look like man. a shit villain with that, uh, oi, that oi. OUTLAW t-shirt on. Look at that. Full retro, that's, and that's the proper, that's the, that's the first pressing if you like. So this is before Tap Out was shit. We can say that, can't we? Hashtag before tap out. Hashtag, yeah, hashtag before tap out. I don't know. I'm going I'm to get a, a letter dropped through my door, door one day telling me off for that. I don't know, man. How's like, that? There's, there's a time when you can wear a tap out and it's when you got a hand-delivered original outlaw tap out shirt. And I was wearing red today. Yeah. So I was like, it looks good. It looks good. It, and, it, and it's, like I said, the it's the first one. press and it's the foil one. Yeah, it's the special one. one. Yeah. What are you doing? So, so it'll get framed after this. <laughs> we'll raffle right? it off. Yeah. Raffle it off for Molly's new glasses. <laughs> She looked one side looked like Baxter Stockman off of the Turtles. Like it was, she looked like the fly, didn't she? Yeah, it's she crazy. was crazy. But she, I mean, incredibly tough. What a fight! Though. Outstanding. But can we call out Bisping as well to pay them their fifty grand each? Did what you hear on the broadcast? Did anyone else hear it? Bisping was like, "Oh, if they don't get fired of the night, I'll give them fifty grand each." Is that right? And Karen Bryant was it? Karen Bryant literally turned to him and was like, "Oh." You heard it here first, and Bisping was like, but remember, I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest. I think somehow... At least can, he owned it. Yeah, At least he yeah owned it. own it, but yeah, also pay. You. Do you know what I mean? Or get him a Domino's, something. Do you know what I mean? You've got to give him something, because <laughs> yeah. she was outstanding. That was a great fight. You mm. know, it was. Uh, we showed it on the uh, the open mat, BT open okay. mat. There's, there's a show, yeah, there's a show on YouTube called Open Mat. Have a, have a look at it. it we, we like it. What's beeping? I don't I know, you're someone, about to ring. Somebody, oh, my, my battery's dying. My phone's freaking okay, out. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, we talked about it on that and I kind of I slowed it down. You can see how Priscilla, it was the inside of Priscilla's knuckle Wow. as it hit her. Oh man, but what I mean, a weapon. can you imagine if, who are you, who are you talking about now? Are you calling me a name? I'm not calling you a weapon. Oh, right? Not before I was insulted six. all of a sudden. <laughs> no, 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 just her um, thumb. But yeah, she... You can, can you imagine if, if the doctor would have stopped it then? Wow. I mean, it was the way been... that she was in the cage and like the whole camera was on her and she was like, oh, fuck, 
this. Yeah. Still giving it the throat cut. Yeah. St- yeah. Amazing. I, I was nervous. I was nervous Octagon side because I'm sitting there thinking, oh, if you stop this now and I have to go in there and interview Priscilla, yeah. it's going to be like trying to interview Liz Carmouche after the Polly Lover fight. Well, the, the thing is, it's almost, I've seen fights stopped for less. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. Nine yeah. times, and I would have said she probably couldn't see out of that eye. Definitely not. Definitely um, not. Danny Ige looked good against Danny Henry. Wow, that, that was, was a surprise. I mean, the thing is, if you're fighting someone as tall as that, you, you need to, you know, you need to jump on them pretty yeah. quick. But he looked good. I mean, it was one of them. I was, um, I jumped onto Fight Pass, and obviously, I caught up with that. And I know that Grundy and, and Molly had done the business because Nick was all over Instagram and Twitter, like, oh, of yo. Course. First two fights in a bag. Big cheesy grins. Yes. Front row of media row. We, we Loving li- himself. We can live with that. He was having a great time. He was. He's killing it. But it was, um, mate, he looked good. And Danny Henry's come out. He's, 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 he's looked good, man, the whole time. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's very, very tough. We're not definitely not seeing his potential. He's still really young. I think he'll probably have to move up a weight class as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, with a the lot, size he's of him, much bigger. Yeah, he he's is a lot bigger. taller. Um, and the name... <laughs> Did you, did you hear me butcher the name at the weigh-in? Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I didn't want to bring it up you before didn't want to I put it in the microphone. But you, you, you came over today specifically thinking, I walked if, in he doesn't seem, yeah, if he doesn't seem too tired, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how he fight disciple the name. Yeah. That's what oh, we, shit. Yeah. We'll, that's what we'll call it. We'll fight. Yeah. We'll, we, I fight disciple the name. You I did, You did it. fight disciple this poor guy. terrible. And you're going to say the name is, again. What? <laughs> The thing is, right? I looked at the I looked at the fight card. I mean, the only other challenging name on there is Priscilla, and if and if I just pretend that I'm um, that I'm Brazilian, then I I, I seem to do it better. It's, it's uh, Priscilla Cauchera. Uh, honestly, wonder what you're going to say there. Cauchera, Cauchera, Cauchera. Yeah, probably, I'm, I'm still probably butchering. Pushia. Pugier. Yeah. It's probably, it's that breathing through, isn't it? Pugier, Cougier. But it's like, I've got three names. You know what I mean? It was the same thing. <laughs> it was the same thing at the uh, the official weigh-ins in the morning. Because, like, the fighters come through in whatever order there. And I num- when I get downstairs at, like, 8.45, I've got a piece of paper and they've gone, right, these fighters have checked in. This is the order that they're weighing in at. And we normally get, you know, halfway down the card before it slows down yeah, and we yeah. get the odd fighter coming through. So I had a little bit of time to practice those two names. But at the weigh-ins, the official weigh-ins, when we're just rattling through the... Sorry, not the official. The ceremonial always yeah. confuses me. <laughs> These boys are laughing it's at a me. Long, it's a long week, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, do you practice defense, it like, the, like Anchorman? In my defence, my brain is fried. Red lolly, a yellow lolly. <laughs> <laughs> the human touch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, at the, at the ceremonial weigh-ins, as they're walking up and we get to the Ige Henry Fi, I'm like, okay, the next one. The next one's the challenging one. Sapabeg Safarov and uh, Nikolai Nikolai Negumarianu. And at the official weigh-ins in the morning, I nailed it first time. And his manager, Nima, was with him. And he looked over him and he was like, first time, nailed yeah. it. I'm like, if you've this. impressed Neems. I've got this. If Neems fr- was impressed. Friends for life, man. I'm like, I've, I've got this. I've got this. But then as he was walking up, as he was walking up onto the stage, I'm like, I'm going to screw this up. <laughs> and once you've had that thought, this looking out at like 2,000 people at the weigh-ins... You just kind of got to accept that you're on that path. Yeah. And as he as he came out the curtain, I went, Nikolai, Nick. Oh. And there was like a like a genuine, oh. for fuck's sake, Negamerianu named it. <laughs> and, and then and I turned to the crowd because I heard like a you know a smattering of giggles, as you would. I would be one of those. Of course you would. And I looked out and I was just like, yeah, okay, all right. We used to play we're, a game. We're having a good. We're all had a good time. We used to play a game at, at Egg because we're on the phones. 
and you'd say to someone, don't say tits or something like that. So basically you didn't answer the phone. The call just came in. It just went bing, bing in your ear and you just spoke to the person. Obviously they've been waiting in a the queue. They've, they've been marinating in a rage queue. <laughs> listening to... Just, dun, dun, yeah, dun, 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 listening dun, dun. to Simply Red Money Too Tight to Mention. <laughs> like, you fucking psycho motherfucker. I'm, I'm what, 19, sat there, never had a credit card in my life, don't know about it. People are ringing up, seething, listening to Simply Red Money Too Tight to Mention, <laughs> sat in a queue for an hour, and then you've got... Money, some, money, <laughs> money. Imagine, money. right? So I'm like, hello, you through turn. Can I take your full name, please? Ah, oh, that's great. And your postcode. So that's November Golf and just rattling through the fucking security as you do, which is now bad that I'm saying that after I haven't said it for 10 years. And you're doing all that and then someone just lean over. It's taking your valuable hard drive. It's all, I'm pushing it away slowly, but someone will hit your mute button and say, don't say tits. And you're like, what? (laughs) But honestly, the amount of times I can remember we were playing volleyball (laughs) during a a day and we were bouncing this ball between us and I spiked the ball over at Stacey's cousin who used to work there, he hit it back up and I shouted, fuck. <laughs> but as I shouted, fuck, like the call came into my ear, went bing, bing, egg card call, right? So I was like, oh, so I just started coughing <laughs> to make out that I hadn't said fuck. Oh. So then I had to go but, back to this. But then co- did you have to make your cough sound more like fuck? Cough, like, cough, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. fuck. So, so then, <laughs> I, then I went back to the customer. I was like, I'm very sorry. And this really nice old dear was like, are you okay there? Would you like to get a drink? I'm like, yeah, best do because I'm going to get sacked. <laughs> but it cost no, me. No, you're not. I don't believe you. You were like, I wonder how many times I can get away with that Honestly, throughout this call. I was terrified. Fuck, <laughs> sorry, sorry. What did you say again? I've got a terrible tickle in that. my back of yeah, my throat. We'd, we'd play bingo. We used to play bingo and like there's a list of words that you'd try and fit into something. But because I didn't give two shits, someone would give me a list and it'd be like wigwam, pink lemonade, oversized elephant. And I'm like, oh my God, have you seen in the news? Yeah, that oversized pink elephant floating in pink lemonade wigwam. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, give me my money. <laughs> anyway, that was it. Back, yeah. to your, back to your money problem. Money, money, Man. money. Yeah, imagine. So not good. <laughs> I yeah, can't remember I, what I was there, but... That was a terrible, that was a terrible moment for me on stage, butchering the name. But even more terrible was uh, him cheating all the way through the fight. What the I fuck? I was so frustrated. Not with him, it. his, his opponent. It's, um, yeah, Safarov. Man. Like... Ten times or something, he was grabbing the fence. Uh, when Leon and... Leon, I need to get the names right. Let's go I, I hope we never get a fight between Danny Roberts and Leon Edwards and Leon Reft Roberts by is Leon Roberts. <laughs> You're just going to sit there yeah. and be like, leave it. Yeah, I'm done. You take it, Johnny. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, not Red shorts, blue shorts. That's it. We'll just go with that. I'd like to get... You know like when CSI go into a place and you get like Jimmy Pissy Fingers and like do the blue light and you can see everywhere he's touched on the, like... Pissy fingers. <laughs> yeah, you know that like, the blue light when you go into like every hotel room in Vegas is like two thirds like semen according to CSI. <laughs> like your two thirds super glue. Yeah, two thirds super glue, yeah, two thirds <laughs> semen. Which is a good game attack, I suppose. <laughs> but like if you could have a marker as to where he's grabbed on the cage. Because yeah, he literally yeah. grabbed like oh, yeah. a thousand times. And then he had his hand slapped away, which is international for stop fucking doing mm-hmm. that don't eat those cookies as i said in the broadcast yeah you know? exactly it is it's like it's, if somebody slaps your hand it means it shouldn't be where it is yeah and then not only that when he was when he when they were in the in the clinch and he put both of his oversized hands on their backs and went stop yeah and he was just elbowing like stop doing this <laughs> do you want me to stop elbowing i just i don't get you and he's like fucking stop he was ridiculous and yeah. obviously he gave him what he was it the opposite side to holly's uh, to molly's but he had another, oh, he had an that extension was on the side of his yeah, face. That was bad. And, and you've got to wonder, I mean, the elbow that he hit him with 
when once Leon had, had tried to stop them was was probably one of the worst he landed. I mean, I will say, is you know his ground and pound was excellent. Yeah, but, but was, when you've given someone concussion illegally and through grabbing a cage, yeah. I don't know how I was not. It is. I was not happy about about that. Maybe we need. Maybe if we electrify the fence and then we have somebody that's just like fence police who just sits on the outside next to the timekeeper, and every time there's someone that just straight across the cage. Smoking? No, 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 no. Just, just a little. Just a oh, like a dog a, you know. collar, like the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, what? like, like licking a battery times five. Or if we, if they stop, reasonable, right? If they stop the fight and like <laughs> did Rochambeau, I could just imagine. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're testing the smoke alarm, I'm like, ah. No, it's still good. I don't know why it's beeping. I'm not sure whether I felt that or tasted it. Uh, yeah, it's awful. Weird. Did electric electricity have a taste? Yeah, no, it like yeah, it does. <laughs> but what about if they Rochambeau'd? So let's say he's grabbed the cage. What? what? Rochambeau. So basically, you do rock paper scissors to be able to kick the other person in the balls. But what's the word that you keep saying? Rochambeau. I've never heard that word. You've not seen it on South Park? No. With the Barbara, the Mecca Streisand episode in Barbara. Basically, it's like a South Park doing a rip off of like Power Rangers, and Barbara Streisand turns into a Mecca Streisand. She turns into like a T Rex with Barbara Streisand's face. You've seen this, right? I'm not just making it up. And Eric Cartman Rochambeau's for everything no yeah well it's to, it's to get I have a day off tomorrow finally so I'll, I'll put it. it on my list anyway we, we realised that if these two are the raptors then Mark Goddard's the T-Rex so he's walking around the other week <laughs> can we get should a little, seen him, just a you should have seen him prowling the mat at Polaris when there was a split decision who's the descent who scored it the wrong way that's it <laughs> I want to see him put his sleeves like this I want to try and trap him he's a big unit but we can give he him is. some full Sean Shirk arms do you know what I mean yeah. and just chasing you to around the corridor <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he's coming. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But don't you think if someone's cheated that much, it's fair to get one swift kick to their balls? What from the referee? E- from anyone? Sorry. Just like even Sorry, if, it's the rules. Even if there's someone sat by the side of the cage who's say my build, so you're not going to get all off skid into the into the taters, but you're going to get a good fair like reminder not to cheat. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to straight up the happy sack. Bosh, done. <laughs> Deal with that. You shouldn't have cheated, bro. Yeah, I think that just brings it back down again. I think I think if the, there should be a rule where, like, if somebody grabs a fence, you slap their hand. They grab it again, you slap their hand. You say next time's a point deduction. I don't think you even get three. Like, three's a lot because it's it like, a lot. oh, whoops, don't do that. What this? Yeah, don't <laughs> don't do that. Stop grabbing the cage. Yeah. And he was holding it while he was hitting him as yes. well. Yeah, the, the, the problem was that Nikolai. He actually was, when he was lying down afterwards and after all of it and they resumed, he then grabbed the cage and I was like, oh man, you can't, <laughs> yeah. like you, you can't grab that yourself. Yeah. Because that's even worse. Maybe, maybe it could be an optional rule for both fighters. I've got five left. Yeah. No, f- no, just like an optional rule. Like the referee comes into, into the, uh, into the rooms backstage yeah. before and they're like, you like cage grab? Cage grab, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, be cool. The rule says <laughs> hard enough, is it? What you got on there? You got some mad filter or something. Is it on me or Ben? <laughs> is it better if I do jazzy hands? They <laughs> got the raptors. What are you doing? Playing with some kind of filter? Kids today, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> is it better now? Glasses over my glasses. Um, what about Mark Casey Joe Duffy? Wow. Great fight, Fucking right? Fucking brilliant. Did, and like he kicked his legs to bits man. till he switched stands to Southport and then landed that wicked elbow. What a game top. plan. Yeah. And really it nice. just it reinforces the whole going out to America or staying here and just have it I mean the emotion that poured out of him afterwards I felt for you to a degree because you know how he's feeling you've been there but also 
he wants to be able to say something, but he just, you could tell it was absolutely overwhelming. Because mm. when he was uh, walking out, he looked so focused and so on point. I mean, Duffy's one of probably the bigger names that he's fought in the last four fights. I, yeah. I know he's obviously dropped three. And he's still one of the most well-rounded in the division. And so exciting. I mean, to take that game plan in against someone like Josh, uh, Joseph Duffy and actually implement that. Because he, I always, I always imagine he's a lot smaller than he actually is. Mm. But we got... Casey? Yeah. No, he's a decent size. He's yeah. just super... He's lean. He's really, really lean. We just got which I think makes his weight cook quite back. difficult. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think the guys that... Like, Danny Roberts is another one. He's so lean that I think losing water weight is is more difficult. I think yeah. I think if you've got a little bit of body fat, it's, it's easier to drop that yeah, weight quickly. Yeah, I can see that. I mean... Like, Soren back the other week. I mean, I know he was quite lean for Cage yes. Warriors, but he lost, like... He lost nearly two pounds in just less... Just over an hour. Which is bananas, yeah. Yeah, crazy. But I mean, to see the Casey come back, get that win, it's just exciting to see what's next because it almost gets hits that reset button. I know we were talking about earlier with the Raptors, about three in a row back in the day was like almost a, mm. you don't even have to ask. You Unless you've got a red mohawk. Unless you've got a red mohawk. But I'd like it's to consistent, think... consistent, right? Yeah, At least there's consistency. Well, I'd like to think that Duffy is safe. He, he put in a performance. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be caught. I don't know. Even like Jack Marshman and John Phillips, I know they're all on the on the uh, on the line. But I'd like to think there's enough cards nowadays that you can keep them in there. And it's not like back in the day you'd have had the underground warriors going. Uh, I think you'll find this is his fourth fight, yeah. and it's like yo, fuck off, chill out. <laughs> Whereas now it's, it's not it's not as scrutinised anywhere near as much. I think you opened the door for that dude, so you can take. It's, it's the haircut, man. I'm telling you, for I real. Reckon, like we need to look down the UFC roster and, and see who else is on three on a three fight losing streak. They just come in with just a red send some red dye through the post and be like. This is the magic formula. This is it. And when they're like, what, what are you doing? It's like, just mohawk it, dude. Some bald dude. You know who else followed a really good game plan was Arnold Allen. And, wow. And that that was not expected because, so we interview the fighters during fight week, as you know, and we interview both of these guys and they were, they're both incredibly nice, but they're both very different when it comes to their approach to fighting. The only yeah. thing they have in common is that they're really, really nice. Yeah. Like Jordan Rinaldi's got something like two degrees in accounting. Oh, okay. So like he's super analytical and very, very calculating everything that he does. And like a like, modern Rich Franklin. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like pulls things apart and, and like really tries to tries to understand the process and how to how he can influence it in either way. His probabilities in, in each direction. Arnold Allen is just instinct. He's just like, I don't know, I just prepare myself in every way I can yeah. and I step in here and I kind of see what happens. But if anything, Arnold Allen was the one that stuck to a game plan more. For real. Like Faraz in his corner. Mate, you know what he, I mean? He just reminded me so much of GSP that he, the the distance, the timing, stealing the rounds. I'm not stealing the rounds. I know that that Ronaldo's corner, like he's trying to steal rounds. I don't think he needed to steal them. I no, think they were in the I bag. Think, yeah, but yeah. turning it on for that last ten seconds. Yeah, I mean he could have done that a bit earlier. But it's it's classic like Usman. You look at Usman now, and he's the champ. And he was almost a few fights ago saying, yeah, it was seventy percent. Yeah, and like for a fan, I'm almost annoyed at that. Time. Like, you yeah. always give it a hundred because I want to see your, your potential. But now he's in the position where that was a game plan. Mm-hmm. Same as Arnold Allen. Like he just, I, I don't know if it was just because Faraz was in his corner, but it just reminded me a lot of a, a GSP that as he's talking to him, it was just like a sponge. Yeah, you know, sometimes you sat in the corner and you're watching it, and it's like people say, "What hit me?" or mm-hmm. "How was that?" and like asking a lot of questions. Whereas he just seemed to be like just taking it all in like he was uploading the matrix right yeah, yeah 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 he looked he looked really good he looked really good and then you know the thing is like if you press if like if you program your fighter to every time they hear that 10 second if yeah. they just go if they start throwing Wolverine and start mode. attacking yeah, yeah. 
even if you get knocked down in that time, it has to be a clean shot to put you f- yeah. f- like fast asleep yeah. in order for the fight to be stopped. Yeah. You know, like you get dropped in that moment, and I know it's, it's not ideal, but if you do, you, your corner team can still grab you and, yeah. and take you back to the... Yeah, there's a few times where it's like, that took him 25 seconds to get back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, there were a couple of fighters like that the weekend. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, Marshman Phillips? That wow. was a fun one to watch. I think one thing that came out of it was obviously that a Welshman's now had a win in the cage, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was kind of like... Oh, yeah, Brett Johns. Yeah, well, that's what I thought when they said it, because they said, someone said it on... Um, Maybe middleweight. Maybe at middleweight, yeah. I can't remember which podcast I was listening to. I won't, I won't throw anyone specifically under the bus. Someone was wrong. Someone said something wrong. Imagine that. Because it was nice for Molly, because Molly got the first woman. We probably say all kinds of we stuff. We say so much I'm shit always, I'm always saying stuff. I'm Wait. pretty sure I'm saying it. I'm, names and records. Dude, the amount of times I'm walking, listening to that. I'd listen to the beginning bit of this, because obviously, just to hear how it's come out. And... Oh, if I hear something, I say, I'm like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> must be, uh, however, if like 17 people are listening to this and like, half of them are fucking mad. What a dickhead. What are you doing? But I, I would have been happy with that being a draw. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'd have taken that and I'd like to keep them both on. Yeah. Because they're both exciting. They're both. We'll just run it back next European event. Definitely. Put them on the, put them on the June card in Stockholm. For real. And we'll just, we'll, we'll just make that like a, you know, we can fight three times a year. Was that the first one of the main card or was it? No, that it was, was Nathaniel no. Wood, wasn't it? it? This was closing up the prelims. No, that was the first one on the main card. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was. First one on the main card. Then it was Danny Roberts, Claudio Silva. Verbal submission. Fuck off. Let's. So, I mean, the thing is, it, the referee, I can't remember his name, uh, Kevin Sataki. Kev. Kevin Sataki? He's a good referee. He's a, he is a good referee. The, when you hear a fighter scream, then the, obviously the, the, the instinct is to intervene. You want to jump in there and... Because that that arm could have been broken. The yeah. way it was twisting, it was. But but Danny Roberts would have rather it be broken. Well, this is the thing. There's no. I don't. I don't understand. I don't think. And I'm going to check this with my friend Goddard. There's no distinction over what a verbal submission is. Like there's no. It's not like a safe word. It's not like tap tap or. Uh, yeah, did he you know say this on open mic? Yeah, because yeah. I thought of a jackass with Alabama. That's always the safe word I always think of. <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> I'm not remember that when I'm getting my arm twisted. Name of a pineapple. But, like a fighter you know, would have to say, you know, stop, tap, yeah. you know, what, whatever it is. We need to, we need to pick a word. And it's like, if you, if you need to tap out and you can't physically tap, yeah. this is your safe word. This is the word that the referee knows that you're out, you want out the fight. Yeah. Because as he was stepping over, I mean, yeah, he may have screamed, but it's a fight. Things hurt. You could see his mouth. You saw Danny Roberts. Yeah. Man, and, I, and obviously... I'm not into bashing referees by any sense because obviously it's a really hard job and the whole fight, I mean, Danny Roberts was defending against some absolute epic attempts and he was looking good and obviously they all looked like they were going to finish him. or Not all looked like they were going to finish him, but they all looked dangerous. They all Mm -hmm. looked like he he wasn't pulling any punches. But I don't know if he got caught watching or what it was, but it was just, it just seemed so like out of character that he was like, no, that's enough. Yeah, and I know, I know. But then, he was but adamant the, and saying to him, "Yo, thing. you said it twice." Yeah, and he was like, "No." See, that's the thing. I would like, I'd like. That's where we need to hear from the referees sometimes. If there is any confusion, the referee should be able to speak Definitely. and say, "Look, this Without is what doubt. I heard and saw." Yeah, I mean, they, the thing is, they they have been appointed to do that job, so we've got to kind of let them do that job. Yeah, we've just got to make sure that the criteria in which they're they're making those judgments is clear, and I don't think that is clear. No, well, it almost comes down. I mean, the refs job is the easiest when you're not doing it yeah it always comes it reminds me of like a Lee Evans sketch you know where Lee Evans is in the stands and he's screaming about a football game yeah and basically the ref says stop 
stop everything. Just you. <laughs> what did you say? And he's like, oh, well, I was thinking maybe you could just uh, dribble it around him, you know. And like, I was, you know, funnily enough, talking about that and this fight, I was at, I was outside the, uh, um, I was outside the hotel and and I, I was I was overhearing a conversation and one one person said, if he'd have just stood up, he'd have won the fight. Amazing. You know, like it's an a analyst. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next fight was good. Nathaniel Wood, dude. Special wow. fighter. He's a special fighter. Quinones is good. Jose Alberto Quinones. Which is kind of tasty. It's a it's a cool name, and he looked like a he looked like a bandit out of like a western movie. He did look like he'd been in Desperado. Oh, you know if he walked out overgrown moustache. Got that twist on it, man. You know if he walked out with like a violin case, yeah, or a cello case. They were like, yo, yeah, Antonio Banderas, he's cool again. Yeah, a re- a, a Reebok poncho. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Maybe I'm just, just trying a, to stay on brand, dude. I think I'd rather have an Alton Towers poncho. <laughs> Is that bad? Yeah, Reebok but... have scrubbed me. <laughs> He's wearing fucking tap out. Yeah. Rick James socks. Before, hashtag before tap out was shit. Yeah. Anyway, Dominic Reyes, Volkan Özdemir. Man. How did you score that? I need to watch that back because I'll be honest, I try I try and keep track of the fight when I'm when I'm commentating, but I also appreciate that. I am in the arena and I'm not a qualified judge, so I don't know how influenced by the crowd I can be. Yes. I don't feel like I am, but then you're always, you always wonder if you saw the fight as clearly as... I, I had Volkan winning, and one thing that influenced that was the stats I had in front of me. Um, I mean, And don't get me wrong, they were razor thin. I mean, it was like two or three strikes in it. Yeah. I felt like Volkan had landed the more significant and stuff. And dropped him more. He seemed to yeah. have... It, it, and he got more... Uh, I think he got two takedowns out of three attempts. Yeah, but he just looked like he was controlling the whole thing. Me and uh, Kid Mystery were talking about it. He just seemed to be on his bike more. And for someone like Vulcan, who essentially with DC was a, not starstruck, but he he didn't do what he wanted to do. And then against Smith, he was super aggressive. This time, he had the same aggression, but he he wasn't as banged up anywhere near no, as much as I he was against Smith. Good. Yeah, I mean, and to he be fair, he was doing a wicked job of slipping the. Uh, uh, slipping the the jab of of Dominic Reyes and cracking yeah. him because I mean it, I think he had a reach deficit. I I thought that was a good performance by Volcan and I, I mean I I did score it a split decision I, probably for for him I would have seen. Yeah, I, I need to. I'm gonna watch that one back later. Yeah, I, th- I think the problem is is the, they've both been involved in really high profile fast knockouts normally. Yeah, like when you look at Vol- uh, Volcan, he's had on his way up to DC he was like was he unbeaten and just his first like eight fights or something like a combined time of say three minutes mm. but he's got that power so I think the problem is sometimes when you see fights going to the second and third that you're not used to it was all you're not like you, you catch yourself watching it because you think oh I thought this would be done by now yeah do you know what I mean yeah just but, to play a bit of matchmaking Volkan against Jan Bojovic next would be good I could live with that. And I wouldn't mind seeing Dominic Reyes against Thiago Santos as well. That'd be interesting. I think the thing is, Santos would push Reyes a bit more because he knows as much as Vulcan had that danger, danger close, mm. right? Or Johnny Walker would be a good fight. On any They're of them. Forced, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see it again, I think, maybe for Vulcan because I think he was super disappointed with the decision. Yeah. And the problem is, it is always that case of don't let it get to the judge's hands, which is dead easy to say. But you know when... That you're facing at this level, yeah, at this yeah. level, especially over three rounds as well. Like top ten fighters facing off over three rounds, yeah. it's there's not. You're either going to get a fast finish, or you're not going to get enough time for the fight to properly play out yeah. between two guys that are very tough and easy to, you know, uh, 
they're not as easy to read as some fighters lower down the car. You're going to end up as Cody Garbrandt, aren't you? Which is always exciting, but it's explosive either if you're doing it or getting it done. And that's not yeah. that's that's not give you, you want to make progress. No. Uh, Leon Edwards gonna Nelson. Wow. I was surprised that was a split decision as well, especially with the elbow. I mean, that, like I scored that really highly. Yes, that was massive, and the, it, it wasn't even the connection or the intention because obviously I've seen your breakdown, and it was beautiful the way he stepped back, used his momentum against him, caught him with the elbow. It was how Gunner dropped, and just looked like he was like he was on all fours, sort of looking at him like absolutely out. Mm. I know he was still there, and obviously. You, def- you just survival kicks in but it was almost one of them where I think if Leon Edwards took a minute maybe soccer kicked him to the stomach yeah and then came in with <laughs> a hammer fit because he was literally on all fours yeah looking like a deer in a in a glen like over his shoulder yeah. well the thing is like as soon as that swelling came up I thought to myself he's, it's a fractured orbital bone yeah, that's gonna be and done. if it is a fractured orbital bone which I don't think it is I think he's been to have it checked out and it wasn't but if it is immediately that affects your eyesight because really? you, you know Everything moves, everything, you know what I mean? You know it's, what it's out when you've even got a little pimple or something on your face. You can see it. Well, you were sat time. before we started the podcast Mate, trying, trying to find to grab a... a hair that's not there. Psycho. A hair that's not there. A hair that's not there. <laughs> but I thought Leon looked really good. Well, we called that a little bit last week, yeah. right? We said that obviously Gunny's on his way back from that big win against Cowboy, but before that's been poked in the eyes a lot and stuff. But I, I said it, it could be, or we said it could be the upset. And we did the competition on the, the full reptile, which I've got to read out because I don't know if we even got a winner. Because basically, the no, idea we was did, we? the idea was if you if you call the top four fights, the outcome, the winner and the outcome. So like obviously till knockout or whatever it is, and no one went for Edwards. There might be a couple on there, but there wasn't that a right? lot that went for Edwards. And it sort of the idea was without being too harsh, I wanted someone to try and get all four. Is that like accumulate so we could send them a load of gear, which. I'm going to look through and see who I can find because I might end up just rolling it over and then doubling up the gear to the next person and making it a bit easier. But, mate, he, he had a game plan, stuck to it, looked amazing doing look it. But, yeah, I think he shocked a lot of people because, obviously, Cal- uh, Till had the cowboy fight that catapulted him. And because Edwards fought cowboy after that and didn't get the finish, I know he looked good. He didn't finish him, did he? It went to a decision. Mm, yeah, decision, unanimous. I don't think it was the same catapult yeah. that he, and so he's almost got that every time he was interviewed over the week he sent mad he sent fucked off mm. he sounded like he wasn't getting the credit he deserves which I mean a win over Gunnar Nelson is batshit crazy especially at his own game as well yeah shut him down you know I mean every time Gunnar tried to initiate clinch uh, Leon Edwards did a great job of, of, of shutting him down you know keeping his elbows tight denying the underhooks and then striking in and out of the clinch which was something he'd identified going into training camp you mentioned it to me on the Thursday he was like Gunner drops his hands when he steps out of the clinch. Um, he looked good, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did look good. I'd like to see him in a five-rounder against a, against another top ten. I mean, him and Masvidal, that's got to happen after what happened. Well, the thing is, I think he's not pressing charges. And cause did, you, did you hear Gareth Davies at the press I, conference? I didn't hear, I don't listen to... It was that. one of them, right? And this is no disrespect to Gareth, Mr. Davies, Mr. A. Davies, but... You know um, when my kids, um, um. yeah, right. So you know when my kids, like one of them will see the other one doing something wrong, and it's like, um, Daddy, <laughs> did you say we were allowed a biscuit? Oh, and it's like, no, you know I'm not. Well, someone's got one, but it's not me. <laughs> and it's just like just being a bit shitty, just trying to get the other person in trouble. You're like, yo, just t- like cover their back, like have your sister's back. Just don't tell me. 
Be like yeah. United yeah. against no, me. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm the enemy. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. So just, just like you build your own little bond together rather than trying to like clearly get in each other in shit. And it's like when he's saying, um, so whose responsibility does it come under? Is it, uh, is it USADA or is it UFC? And they were like, mm, I can't really say, dude, but don't worry about it. We'll, we'll work it out. It's one of them things because ultimately... I fucking loved it. I love the fact there was a scru- the brawl after the fight. I love the fact that it was not meant to happen. I love that he gave him a three-piece and a soda. It's nothing against Leon Edwards, but fucking hell, that builds something for me to want to see. And I'm not on brand. I know that I'm not meant to endorse violence and all the other shit that loads of people say, but no one cares what I say. So for me, someone going into a press conference afterwards, looking for a ruckus, the fact that Masvidal can have his hands down behind his back. Yeah, did you see the Robin Black breakdown? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you've got to is see it. Is it good? It's brilliant. It's good. Because he, 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 he talks about the kind of hands behind the back and slow, and then he puts one hand on the railing because that's, you know, that's his first line of defense. How quick. It, oh, yeah. They were quick, he went the from quickest be, punches he threw all night. For real. But he went from having them behind his back. And because the thing is, we spoke about this earlier, he's not, he's not a traditional fighter in the sense of he went to taekwondo from when he was three. He was just, just a, a reincarnated savage yeah. that doesn't fucking stop. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. don't... But Ben is alive, by the way, for the people that are watching this video. Just so you know. <laughs> we don't have a, a deceased animal on set. No, if we went... Although he looks like he's... You ready? Uh, hey, yeah. back to life. And he's alive again. <laughs> but when I saw it, I mean, I, I know I know you're not meant to love it, but I can't fucking wait now because it's built... <laughs> I loved it. I fucking did, man. Uh, it's, it's it was great. so it's good. It's a great storyline. Be- and would you see what Ben Askren said as well? About how it happened. Yeah, well, so you're just trying to avoid me. me, which is good because he's getting on board. And I mean, I know Dana's got to tow the, the company line to go, oh, I'm not very happy about that. Inside, he must be thinking, it's the boss again. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love it. John Jones and DC brawling at the I mean, uh, MGM. So how many, many times have you done seen it? that? But it just, it, and even, even when you go back to, was it um, Joe Riggs? And Diaz brothers, yeah, in a hospital fighting on a gurney, like <laughs> televised that shit. I want to because I just want to see this crazy stuff. Because Leon Edwards massively went up in stock from his win. Then he went up even more by not pressing charges. Mm-hmm. Then to me, it seems like because Masvidal was playing that, I might not want to fight you. Whereas now I think, look, dude, you, you own one to. because I the UFC could either go, well, we're going to fine you or do this, or you just sign this fight, and and it. That's going to be a massive fight. Yeah, it is. Like, I want to do the face-off for that. I want to do the UFC, the UFC face-off for that. Can you imagine? It'd be dude, gold. Well, Edwards gold. Is, is already we got We need security venom. for that. We need, Big we Steve. need Steve and Tiny there for that. Absolutely. Dude. Well, that, that, that was my favourite part of fight week. What, the scuffle? The, 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 yeah. uh, the, uh, the interaction between mystery and security Steve. Can we give a, a, <laughs> the, a size the, reference the official, for these the people? The official weigh yeah. Well, a mystery is like, like a third of Steve. Yeah. Did it look like? Did it look like Steve was picking up his child from nursery? <laughs> yes. That's no disrespect because we're a similar size. But Steve, Steve walked up to him. And my first thought is he's going to tell him to stop filming whatever he's filming because I don't know. Well, I can't remember where we were. It was the, the, the toilets in the morning. People no. don't like that. <laughs> and Steve walked up and he, and he was like, he, he, he was like, he's angry. This something. Steve's angry. You don't want Steve angry. No way. And he went, "You got my fucking lighter." <laughs> and mystery's like. <sighs> yeah, Why, brilliant. You know, that's the word because it's like, absolute gold. Just pretend it's not there. That's it. And he starts yeah. patting you down <laughs> physically. Just you could probably turn you upside down by one ankle and give you a shake. Just shake all the lighters out. Yeah, yeah I probably get a few back then as well. Yeah. He keeps pulling lighters out of his pocket that have been from my ass as well. 
For the candles, of course, you know. Obviously. Well, we've got a lot of candles. Got a lot of candles. Yeah. Trained by candlelight. Um, so what, you, what did you think about the scuffle? I, about the yeah, book? Can you I not mean, have an opinion? I don't know. I don't. I mean, okay. <clears throat> Officially, I condemn it. You know, we don't want to see athletes acting like that backstage. You know, we should be better at escorting them and, you know, make sure the security is tighter. And you know, these, <laughs> these athletes shouldn't want to be brawling, you know, without getting paid. I mean, this is, you know, it brings the sport into disrepute and yeah, I fucking loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was great. It was fucking you know, brilliant. Because I like both of them. Like you said, exactly. you know, credit to, to Leon Edwards for not pressing charges because then, you know, we can just get the fight turned around. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing is, so the, the way it was explained to me, as I was leaving the arena, like Masvidal and all his crew were standing, still standing in the arena, surrounded by security. And as I was walking off, somebody said to me, there's been trouble backstage. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, definitely Masvidal was involved. Yeah, definitely Masvidal <laughs> fine, was involved. Fine, fine. So, yeah. Your instinct, yeah, it just chewed you up. <laughs> so, so as I was walking past, I jumped in and I was just chatting to Masvidal. And I'm like, what, what's happened? And he's like, He's like, so I'm doing my interview. I can't do a good Masvidal impression. He's far cooler than me. Uh, he was like, so I was doing my interview and, you know, I'm talking and then Leon uh, comes walking past and he shouts something about July. So I said, maybe, maybe not. And then he shouts something else. So I say, you know, come and say that to my face. And then as I start walking over to him, he starts coming over to me with his fists up. And he's like, and where I'm coming from, that's a fight. So he's like, I'm not going to let him hit me first. And so I heard that and I'm like, that's reasonable. Yep, yeah. that's absolutely reasonable. And then when I saw the video of, of what had been captured, you know, the ESPN put it out, didn't they? Yeah. Um, like you see Masvidal kind of stroll over, being a bit cute, hands behind his back. It was a, It was like he was ice skating. Just the <laughs> yeah. way he saw went over. And just yeah. fucking... Yeah, dude. and then throw a three-piece at him. And a soda. I'm not sure where the soda was. I didn't see that. Mate, I didn't see any liquids involved other than the bit of vino that <laughs> yeah. came out of Leon's face. Mate, there wasn't maybe that was the soda. Maybe. Is that soda? Maybe. Maybe we'll ask, maybe we'll ask Jorge. Mm. It we're, is Jorge, right? That, well, I'm saying that right. Jorge. Okay. <laughs> Jorge, is that aimed at Catrell? Not a chance. I wouldn't yeah. I'm telling you, we're, we're going to do a new segment. It's, it's called Can, Can Catrell Say? I'm glad you got that out first time. I, know, imagine, rather I nearly like, butchered that. Can Catrell Say? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find really difficult UFC fighters' names. And, and have him read them out. Because, Essentially with J's yeah. in there. <laughs> not a J, not yeah. a G after that. Yeah. But Well, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of his thing, isn't it, to butcher names? Yeah, yeah, and, so. I, and, I, and I embrace that now. <laughs> I like it. We forgive him for it. But I, I find it quite funny. The, the whole thing is with, with Masvidal, like, if, if they don't condone it, you can't then put it on ESPN. You can't mm. then start broadcasting it because it's one of them. That it's a fight game and the best thing is about it that we get to see them fight. Like when you see it with F1 or with motorsport, with football, they, they like have a bit of this scuffle and then it's never finished. Yeah. Whereas with we'll this... settle this in a car. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to start tweeting at you, dickhead. It's like, oh no, please don't. <laughs> Whereas with this, it's like, right, you're actually going to go out and you're going to knock the shit out of each other. And I yeah. know... Leon's looked good with defensive wrestling and obviously, I mean, he surprised me with Gunny. Dude, that for 25 minutes. Ridiculous. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think you can count Masvidal out of that. And I think it, the thing is, we spoke about this last week and Masvidal's been there forever but just hasn't had the stage of which to perform on before. And I mean, no one chose. On, on, the, on the competition we did, no one put down. Or there might be one or two that put down that Masvidal's going to knock him out. Yeah. No one expected. No one's, no. No one's ready for that. Darren's got a massive head and a and a good chin. Aside for from real. being dropped one time by Woodley, which you would expect. Yeah. 
And then and Masvidal's not... I mean, he's got stoppages, but it's normally volume. It's not yes. normally a single punch. No, that was... And the thing is, with the way you broke it down and said, look, he's caught him here, Darren's... Because there was a couple of times yeah. when Darren sort dropped of, his hands. He, yeah, put his hands out and was just say. I think he felt like he, you know, he'd had his best shots though. He'd already taken the best shots, so I think there was a, you know, an element of overconfidence there from Darren as well. Well, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up with you because no one's made this reference point yet, and I don't know if anyone will by the time this comes out on Thursday. So, if this has already been mentioned, I said it first on Monday at twenty. Hold five. a newspaper up. No, we don't. We don't have a newspaper. We've got Battles yeah. Magazine. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Look, oh, we've not done this yet. Yeah, we've got to do that as we've well. We've got to do that. Ba- Battles magazine, the first one's out. Um, the second one's out. It's brilliant. Um, it is really nice. We're going to get some stuff in it, aren't we? The Raptors are going to get some yes. photos and stuff in it. I might even write a little bit for it. Um, just to, I mean, there's no reason for, for me to be plugging this all aside from it. So, a really nice magazine. It anyway. is. It's like a table book. Yeah. But I will go back onto the super important point that I was trying to raise Sorry. before that. It's all right. Don't worry about Derailed it. Derailed it. <laughs> Imagine you derailing yeah. me. What date? You need to make a point. So the date is the date uh, is eighteenth. The date is the eighteenth of March. Oh, it's my sister's birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, Jem! Yeah, nice. Shout out to Jem. I'm just going to keep go on. No, it's, it's normally the other way around. I'm interrupting you now and taking it off on tangents. Say, say no, what you need to it. say. Yeah, just give no, me no, a no. Say what you need to say. Well, the, the thing is, did is, you hear about? It's because <laughs> no. it involves because it involves you because someone likened Darren Till's knockout to the Bisping knockout. And I sort of see that a little bit because of the ferocity, the ferocity of it. Me. It was you, okay. That was, well, that was just I, before you talk some shit on it. No, I'm not going to talk shit it on was. that specifically. It was. Oh, well, Are you not, playing with Not now you right. sat in front of me. I saw after that that Darren Till's career is mimicking easy. <laughs> Fuck me, running man. <laughs> is this what I'm like every week? Is just running you off fucking tangents, <laughs> Ben. It's the first time you sell. How are you getting involved? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Should we start again? <laughs> right. Darren Till getting knocked out. Yeah. You said it was like the Bisping knockout. Yeah. I disagree. I like to liken it to your career because. Thanks. Fuck. No, but I, but I need your advice. Because I got knocked out in London. Yeah. There you go. There you I go. I didn't fucking forget. No, but the best bit. Jesus. Is no. that what you were waiting to say? Yeah. We should have kept interrupting him. That's what he said. But the difference <laughs> is, the difference is, You've said to me openly and on here that it was a different person that got up on the, off the canvas. Yeah. But even going further back, he had Cowboy, who was a gatekeeper. You had Marcus Davis. Mm-hmm. Then you went on to Swick. I'm pointing out a poster of you smacking Swick up there. He had Wonderboy. Shout out to Joe Thompson. Shout out to Joe Thompson and Mike Swick, who's a legend. Yeah. But Mike Swick at the time had four fights and had finished them all in less than five minutes. The Swicker team. Swicker team, man. He's the badass. So, there's the Swick and Wonderboy. So, these likenesses and then going up to the O2 and obviously, when you mention overconfidence mm. or whatever, I know you've spoken in the I past. see where you're going with this. So, it's not a case that I want to hear you say, ah, oh, from a loss we learn and all the other shit that everyone said because we get that. But, Darren Till is obviously confident at the time and all the rest of it. What I want to know is... When will he feel a bit better? Because at the minute you've well, he's been still there got to fight. Is he still got to fight Anthony Johnson and Chris Lytle next? So yeah, we need to get both of them out of retirement. Anthony Smith needs to get uh, Anthony Smith. Anthony Johnson needs to get down to welterweight again. Man. That's never going to happen. See, that's the difference. Like, you had another two after that, which was insane yeah. against Johnson. But the, you were in his position where you've woke up at the O2 and gone, okay, <laughs> right. So we're in hospital now. Yeah. Whereas. You seem to, obviously, I don't know how hard he was knocked out compared to you because I've not got a fucking volume to measure that by, but you got up and had an interview to say, 
I got punched in the face. Yeah. Oh shit. Darren didn't look like he was going anywhere for days. No. But that's true. he needs to hear something that obviously it's gonna get better, but there was a lot of there was a lot of hype on the um Woodley loss, like it was fuel to win this one. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like the production team had overlooked Masvidal by putting a lot of time and that's no disrespect because I love the the narrative. But it was all angled at towards Darren going, fucking hell, I lost that one, but watch this. I'm going to make a statement. Yeah. And obviously got caught in the most vicious way he's ever been stopped before or ever stopped. And he's going to hear a lot of people say, it's all right, brother. It's a, it's a learn. Mm. Whereas really to hear something from you that's, I don't know if he's going to hear this, but if it was one that you could give him some advice of what how you felt or what you did or where you've been in that position before after the Condit thing... Because we all thought you were going to beat Condit. You thought you were going to beat Condit. And you've even told me before, I've taken one of his punches. I know he's not going to knock me out. To then wake up, what what is he feeling now? What's Darren going through this week? Well, there's the, you know there's a lot of doubt that comes with it. A lot of self-doubt. I mean, like, and it sounds stupid, but the way I got around that, I watched the fight over and over again because I knew I was going to be watching it. I was gonna, <laughs> I was going to keep I was going to keep seeing it over and over again because it was a highlight reel knockout. And you can't you you have to you have to just you have to face it. You have to just go, yep, there's me getting knocked out. I mean, the, fortunately for Darren, he didn't have a silly haircut that went, <laughs> when, you, when you got punched in the face like, like I did. Mohawks look did great when you're winning. <laughs> Mohawks look great when you're winning, but when you're getting punched in the face, it looks like a like a sailfish that's being pulled into, being pulled in on a line. Anyway, um, it's you just kind of have to watch it until you can laugh at it. I mean, okay. that's, what, that's, that's where I'm at now with it, as you, as you know. As you well, see. yeah, I know that we spoke is, about it a lot of times. It was my own fault. You know, you, you, find, you, find, you find the reason why it happened. You accept that it, you had a part to play in that mistake, which, you know, Darren can and will, and there's video out there he can watch. Um, and then you've got to remind yourself that you're not vulnerable. You're not as vulnerable as you, as you feel in this moment. Yeah. Because once you've been knocked out cold like that, there's a question in your mind as to whether every time you get punched in the face now, is it going to be uh, the same? Yeah. You know, because I'd not been knocked out to that point. I'd been no. dropped in training, but not not like that, not in a fight. And I always felt like I could take a decent shot, you know. So I had to kind of remind myself of that. And what what I did, it going into because obviously next I got Anthony Johnson. Which who was knocked terrifying. every world to wait out. Yeah. He was punching holes in guys. I'm like, so I'm coming off my first knockout and they give me the knockout guy. Yeah. I'm like, right, okay, I, 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 need to, I need to figure, I need to get my head around this quick. So I, I watched it over and over again. I broke it down. I figured out where I'd gone wrong. And then I looked at Anthony Johnson. I was like, right, it's a different kind of fight. This is how I need to approach it. I'm likely to get clipped at some point. So then I started watching Vanderlei Silva highlight reels. And oh, shit. He just, well, not even highlight reels, just fights. Because he just walks through stuff and, and, and Which takes he did. shots. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, you know. He's, he's been dropped before. He's been knocked out before. Yeah. And he's still just walking through shots and stuff. So that was how I got my confidence back. Just kind of reminding myself that I wasn't as as fragile as I felt after that moment. Because he will be feeling fragile at this moment. And that, I think that's important. I mean, you'll it, probably, like even with Bisping, when Bisping lost to uh, Henderson and came back against Dennis Kang, which is still to this day one of my favourite Bisping fights. Because he came back. I mean, he looked like Prince William had been flick, like starched with his... He, he literally yeah. got knocked out a, with a stiff upper lip. Yeah, again, another highlight reel knockout. Uh, you just have you to face. accept it. Yeah, same with Ronda, and I think that was a problem when Ronda came back to fight. Well, she went. She, she, she hibernated. Not, she'd not accepted that knockout. No. She'd not watched it. She didn't want it in any of the the UFC promos or anything like that. And the that. problem is, they almost obliged that to a degree. Can you remember when Holly Holm was was it Misha Tate, and it was like, yo, 
Holly's just knocked out Ronda yeah. with a head kick and it's not in the promo. Dude, you oh. know you know right right as as the fight was announced where Ronda was coming back to face Amanda Nunes, there was a they had this this video and I wish they'd have kept it up because it was great. But it was the knockout from Ronda's perspective and they'd reenacted it. So they got like a camera on the on the floor on lying on its side and it was kind of blurred and it was like getting up and kind of Oh shit. It was weird. It but it was like like, you know, recovering and coming back. And that that's the story. If somebody yeah, loses gold. by a knockout, that's the story. Who vetoed that? I, th- I think Ronda's crew did. Oh, and it was taken down and we've not seen it since. And it was a shame because it's like like first of all, if I'm fighting <coughs> someone that has not accepted coming off a knockout and that's that happened, I know that there's a psychological vulnerability there. So that immediately gives me confidence going into the fight. Yeah. yeah. Like if I was Amanda Nunes in that moment and I found out Ronda didn't want that to be used in promos, oh, man, I'm like, she's still not accepted it. Yeah. That I'd means she's going to be timid. Myself. That yeah. means she's going to be either panicked coming forward or panicked covering As she up. Was. She was. Yeah. Do you so think he's got to accept it? He's got to watch it and he's got to digest it. Do you think? Do. do you think he gets more humility with that? I mean, yeah, I've not sure. met Darren, but I can see. I know his character. There's a, I mean, it, it comes down to, to character, persona, and all the rest of it. I mean, there's a point where you were knelt down talking to Mark DeCasey, Mark DeCasey, and your dad tweeted, "That's the real Dan," and that's the Dan we know, and obviously you guys know, but not everyone sees that. And I think. With Darren, he even said something in the open workouts, which was like, I wanted to be violent again. Mm. And that concerned me a bit. It did look good. It looked great up to that point. Exactly. That's the thing. It was just, it was a tough fight. And I I think people didn't credit Masvidal for being as tough as he was. I think that's the biggest point. Because he, he, when he got dropped, he smiled and shouted at him. When he got cracked in the face, he sort of waved him on. Yeah. There's a lot of points where you're putting him against someone that's not fragile in any way. You're not going to, you're not going to uh, rattle him mentally. You're really going to have to kill him physically. And obviously just, that was it. I mean, mm. obviously the, the rest is history, but I think it's always been interesting when you've been able to talk about the conduct thing and say like the different guy got off the cage, which is in, insane to think, but it's, it's just to see that your, both of your careers went a certain way. It's almost mirrored image. Yeah. But I mean... I hope hope he doesn't have two more losses. Well, this is what I was going to say. If the advice that you're giving him now is maybe refocusing him for his next fight and he doesn't have that skid, then then you almost learn from your loss and then he's taken that. But yeah, you see it a lot. But I didn't do it right because I I didn't turn it around. So, you know, maybe leave it to Colin. Colin Heron, I'm sure, will have a... will have something in mind already as to how to how to process this and come back from it. And I'm I'm interested to see how they deal with definitely, it. especially yeah. if it's middleweight, because mm. I I don't know if I'd be more worried personally going up a weight because I'm almost like I know I can do this yeah. and I'm all right here. I'm it's almost my safety blanket, my num num, and I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm good at, uh, at welter. The thing is though, moving up to middleweight, I think he fights differently. I think the I thing is like power as well. Well, <laughs> at welterweight, he's the big fighter in the in the octagon, whereas if he moves up to middleweight, he's not. So he can't he can't fight like a bully at, at middleweight. No. Whereas at welterweight, he can get away with that. He can, you know, use his size and his presence to kind of push people back. And whereas at middleweight, I think he has to. I think not only will he grow into middleweight very quickly, and he'll be he'll be a middleweight before long, but I also think that he'll there'll be less focus on his weight cut. Yeah. And there'll be more of a focus on being a smart, intelligent striker that is. And it'll probably be easier for him to make as well. Yeah. I th- yeah. Exactly. Less less focus on. Uh, Almost on, like when Bisping came from like heavy. Mm-hmm. Can you remember mm. after he did he fight Rashad? Yeah, and lost. It was his first loss, wasn't it, to Rashad? So. And then sort of went right. Fuck this. And he, I think it was the best decision he ever made. Mm. Especially when you look at who's at two hundred five now. 
it's almost like, I mean, over the years, you look at who's at different weight classes, like Ken Flo at middleweight for Ultimate Fighter 1. Crazy. The fuck? Crazy. But now people are seeming to fit that position a little bit better. They, yeah. seem, they seem almost charged for that that weight class. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Darren, like you said before, is stuck in between. But I, I was gutted at the weekend because I wanted to see what was next because I'd be excited to see him against... Well, I'd, I'd be excited to see him against Rocky. I, that's the only fight to make for me. That ha- fight has to happen. I yeah. have to see it. Yeah, Till or Masvidal. I'd like to see Till fight Rocky. Yeah, I, I think I think Till needs a bit of he needs a, he needs a break and he needs to think about about weight class. I, I do think so. I, I think I just I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like he's you know a lot of his training camp must be focused on bringing his weight down. I think he'd be more receptive to his coaching. I think he'd be he'd enjoy training camp a bit more. You know what I mean? And, and you get you get. Good performances out of that. Yeah, it's the same story that we're seeing from a lot of guys moving up. Yeah, you know, like Anthony yeah. Smith, the ideal, the ideal example. He moved up. He had three fights that were light heavyweight, and he was he was already fighting for the title. Insane, yeah. But, and but because he's not worked. thinking about weight all the way through training camp. I mean, the thing is, I don't yeah. know how Darren's weight cut went. He looked a lot better than he did during the Wonder Boy. Um, yes, yeah. Uh, week, which segues into <clears throat> the next uh, the next bit. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? What we do know is that, uh, that Leon Edwards and Masvidal's got to happen. Mate, definitely. Yeah. Easy. Right. Before we move on to the next... Well, I'd, I'd, I just want to talk about the main and co-main off this next weekend's card. There are a lot of a lot of fights on the card that are they're interesting fights, but I'm going to talk about them afterwards because there are a lot of fighters that I don't know a great deal about. Okay. Um, although John McDess is fighting Jesus. I can't wait. I and I'll be John honest, any fighter that is in Jesus' camp seems to win because they always mention it on the microphone. So it must be... a must be a big player. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's what's it again, isn't it? Vito. Who is he? Jesus. Oh, he's coming off a win over Devon Powell. I'll have to watch it because I, I don't remember that fight. You know, this is the thing. Like this sport moves so quickly. Like with all the stuff that we're doing with the UFC over in Europe at the moment, I don't know. there are some, some of these guys on these undercards. I, I I miss. They fly by me. Yeah, man. It's um, rattled through. So who we got? And, and I'll tell you what else as well. I've got. Go on. Matt Sarah calling me soon for UFC Unfiltered. What time's he coming? One of you boys plug that in the kitchen for me. There's a just next to the blender. There should be. A, Have a you got plug. your uh, notifications on so you uh, can hear it? Well, uh, it will ring when it hit when it, when they call. Anyway. Should we, do you want to unbox this? Yeah, should we have a look? Right. So okay. Let me should give a bit of background as to well, why. Because you. Well, we're, well, we're both geeks for a start. Yeah. Well, it just seemed to fit. It seemed to fit the cod shit that we talk and. Obviously, listening to podcasts like Bill Burr and other people, and they get sponsors and reads and all the so rest these of These sponsor Bill Burr? Yeah. They, they need to start sending us a box a month. Well, the thing is, what we've always talked about is being being true to ourselves. I've always mentioned that you'd never endorse Danish bacon, even if they give you fuck you money, because it's not what you're into. No. But everything about this, and this is sealed. This is literally, like you can see, it's, it's sealed. I wanted to get our actual reaction, because if it's dog shit... <laughs> I don't want to be endorsing it, <laughs> but I've got a good feeling that it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of them where well, I love this kind of stuff. It's like comics and figurine type stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's basically you pay you pay a subscription, you get this box once a, once a month, right? Yeah. So is it what's it called Loot Crate? Loot so this crate. is Loot Crate for like pop culture. So you got, I think I'm excited, mate. Well, this is it. What what do you think? Here, let's have a look. So here we go. Oh, Hulk! I see Hulk already. And we've got Hulk branded. Check this out. So they're going to town. Nice. So what we've got to do, well, you're going for T-shirt first. Who's this? Well, that's a medium, so that's your size. Oh, man. And it's Adventure Time, which is one of my favourite cartoons. So imagine that. And that's not even planned. So we've got Loot Crate. We've got an Adventure Time T-shirt, which is 
Really nicely made. What have you got there, dude? This is uh, this is an adult collectible. It's not a toy. It is not a toy. Oh can, we, can we take that it mean, in the bath? That means it has to stay at my house. Because yeah. it's actually a toy for adults. Can it go in the office? <laughs> it can. Are we allowed to take it in the bath, or do you reckon it will? What's in that box? Oh, yes. Yes. This is what good. we got? See, this is how bad, how bad we are as children. Look at that shirt. Is that like a bookend? Joel Romero. Let's have a look. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, see? That's wicked. You'd never buy that normally, but yeah. now it's going to live here forever. I don't go in shops that would sell this kind of stuff normally. This, I've got look a really... That's badass. That's badass. I've got a really stealth box next. Yeah, what's that? It, have we nearly opened all of this? We're like children at Christmas. It's all are. gone. We ran out of stuff. <laughs> okay. Just throwing it. Just... Crazy, craziness, madness. Yo. There's an Attila loot pen. Oh, nice. Got an Attila loot pen. Is that Dragon Ball? What's this shit? Is that Dragon Omega Ball? Omega Supreme. Are we too old for this stuff? I'm definitely not Who too old it? for that. That's a keeper. That's staying Naruto. in my gym. That's staying in my gym. With the glass. <laughs> we can keep candles in. And what's this? Oh, man. I like the inside of that box. We should do that for full reptile. Definitely. With reptile skin. <laughs> That's wicked. Yes. So I've got to be honest. I'm quite impressed with what you get for what you pay. Yeah, we got the cheap box, didn't we? Did we we got that? a cheap box because I wanted to see... We're testing it out. Yeah, we're just testing the water. I this... like that. That's definitely, a, that's yeah, definitely staying nice in my gym. Stuff, look. Wicked. Nice one, dude. Well, I'll, anyway. I'll, t I'll take all this loot. Score. It's a score. And score. I've got a new glass. Score. If I didn't know, sorry if I didn't know who he was, but that's not a cartoon that, that frequents my skybox. I bet Israel Adesanya knows who it is. Of course he does. He likes those Yeah, he's of. probably fought him once or twice. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Someone's animated it so that he fights. <laughs> but I think that's the, that was the realest way we could unbox it. I like something. it. It's been sat in my house for a week and I've not been able to touch it. Which is kind of bummed me out. I'm excited for the next one already. Um, Curtis Blades against Justin. Big pretty Willis. Oh man, yeah. I hope they get to it because Justin Willis against Mark like Hunt. Mark Hunt just kind of stepped, stayed away and jabbed yeah. him. The thing is, though, Curtis Blades is different, a different kind of fighter. He's yeah. going to crowd him. He's going to yeah. get on, He's get hungry. on his legs. He's going to drag him to the floor. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leaning towards Curtis Blades for that one. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we'll see. A, I don't think we'll see a decision on that one. I'd well, be surprised. And if we do, Sinu it'll Blades be Curtis beat, Blades. Sorry, it's seen who Blades has fought before. Like the caliber yeah. and the difference. I'm not taking anything away from Mark Hunt because yeah. as much as much as Willis won, it was very much a flat. My phone's buzzing. My phone? Yeah. It is. It's your notifications coming through. I is keep it hearing it through my thingies. Um, go on, main event. Let's talk about main event before I have to jump on the UFC on Filter podcast. I think, I hope, I hope that Pettis is a bit bigger. Yeah. Because I'm I'm just nervous that Thompson's just going to... He's been down to featherweight. He has been, but he's not at the minute, is he? He's, he's back not. Up. But then, you know, Thompson would never make featherweight. No. I, he would not make lightweight. So he's going to be the bigger man. Yeah. Well, and then, and then, you, and then, the, well, the, the other thing as well is Pettis could catch him with something. Yeah, but Smith is fast at welterweight. Pettis was fast at lightweight and at featherweight. Well, he's, he wasn't even particularly. Fast. I thought he was. I think he's at his fastest at, at one fifty-five. Okay. So then, like you look at McGregor, who's fast and powerful at one fifty-five. When he moved up to one seventy, he was powerful, but he wasn't quite as fast, no. and he slowed down quicker. <coughs> And with the style that Anthony Pettis has got, if he moves up to 170 and adds weight because he's at 170, does that slow him down? And he's, the thing is, I think there's a lot in Anthony Pettis. He had a massive rise. It was insane. 
and then he's had a lot of losses mm. recently. And when I say a lot, I mean he lost to RDA, Eddie Alvarez, Barboza, came back against Charles Oliveira, lost to Max Holloway, and, and Max looked good doing it. Obviously beat Jim Miller, Poirier beat him, Chiesa's uh, he beat Chiesa and then Tony Ferguson. Yeah. And he looked good in a Ferguson fight as well. He did until, I mean, he didn't get pulled out because he had a broken hand. So it wasn't yeah. like he was stopped. He, uh, Duke Rufus said no more. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. I just, the thing is, it's it's that we spoke about before. If you know, if it's if it's head and heart, head saying Thompson all day. Because mm-hmm. he's bigger, he's had more experience in that weight class. He's got point fighting down to a fine art. I just want to see Pettis of old. You know where he stopped Cowboy with that? Was it Cowboy with a stomach kick? Yeah. Man. And Lozon with the head kick. Lozon with the head kick. Yeah. yeah. And even when he subbed uh, Benson Henderson, no one yeah. was doing but that. But that, that might be the key then, this one, to utilise his grappling a bit more. Yeah, but is he going to be big enough to be able to get him down? I don't know, that's a good question. I mean, Stephen Thompson works with uh, Chris Weidman's coach, wrestling yes. coach. And well, they're Weidman related, stuff. aren't they? Yeah, aren't they is his father-in-law, well, his brother-in-law? Yeah, they are now, like yeah. That. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one to call that one. I hope it's a kickboxing match just because I I want to watch a kickboxing match between two of the best in the sport. But yeah. I, 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 see. I think uh, Anthony Pettis might might be utilising the clinch a bit more. Because you, you just, the thing is, even if you even if you're a, you know a, a world class striker and a great black belt as Anthony Pettis is in black belt taekwondo, I mean, yeah, like Stephen Thompson is still very difficult to read, of course, and he's going to hit hard at this weight class as well. I hope he just throws it all out and, and goes for it. a fuck it, uh, Flory, yeah, and just goes for it. Go on, what's your pick? Let's go main and coming event. What's your pick? Ooh, okay, I would like to see Pettis win, mm-hmm. but I think Thompson's going to win. And I think he's probably going to catch him and give him chicken legs. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and sort of just, I think he's going to, I think he's going to catch him with something because I think it's going to be mid-range between both of them doing something flashy. And as much as Pettis has got that super flash, is this Matt Serra? Yeah. The Terra? Yeah. My battery's dying there, so I've got to get to it. Go All on. right. No worries. So yeah, uh, head and heart. I want Pettis, but I think Thompson will win. And then uh, I think Blades will win. And Frankie Sainz is co- is he coming off a loss. Oh, I'm not going down that far. Okay, no worries. Well, I've just got uh, so he's Kurt- yeah, Marlon Vera, Frankie Sainz is their co-main on mine, but that's oh sure really? Look. Sort it out. Oh yeah, Curtis Blades Willis. Okay, main, well co-main. I think I think Blades will do. It. I think Blades will pressure him. Decision. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing yeah. Blades by decision, yeah. and I think I think we might get a decision out of Stephen Thompson as well. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd, I just want it to be what it could be, but yeah. I think it might just be drawn out a bit. Cool. Yeah. All man. right. I'm going to jump on the podcast yeah, right now. Yeah, you want to get onto that and I'll, I'll, I'll turn this off. See you later, boys. Nice. Catch you later. In a bit. Thanks, dude. It can do something no other kind of lizard can do. It can run continuously for a very long time. And that enables it to become an endurance hunter chasing down its prey. <laughs> 